Chapter 11 Every cause that would live must accommodate itself cheerfully to the progress of its epoch, and study how to serve itself by it. Every cause that is an antagonism with its age commits suicide. Octave Filet, Monsieur de Camos, 1867 My professor possesses a fractious relationship with technology. While hardly an electronics expert, I assist with every appliance, from the satellite dish to microwave. Despite this, Babette remains fascinated by high-tech devices. One day, I come home and find her in the kitchen, a wide rectangular box on the table. Can you imagine what this is? I examine a label on the side. Oh, you bought a DVD player. Why, yes! You know, just because I am old is no reason to ignore modern things. But you can make it work, Monsieur Ross. Say yes, please. I have waited hours just vibrating with anticipation. I shrug. Sure, if you like, I can do it right now. Babette follows me upstairs, her rapidly moving slippers graze against my heels. I open the box, then study her TV set. See here? I gesture at the television. It's an older model, so looks like we need a different connection. My professor moans in dismay. I leaf through the manual. Calm down. It says you can find an adapter at any electronics store. I'll just run down the street and pick one up. She practically flings her car keys at me. It's a short trip to Radio Shack on Woodstock, and soon enough I return with a converter cable. Within minutes, all is properly connected, and my professor purrs with delight as the red power light blinks on. We must watch a truly special film now, Ross, she exclaims. All right, I concur. What DVDs did you buy? Babette stares at me, blankly, lips motionless. You know, the discs to play in this. What do you mean? No one said anything about discs. This is terrible news. Babette sags morosely on the couch. While my professor's enthusiasm is contagious, her dismay is equally so, and my heart droops as well. I frown. There are lots of titles available on DVD now. I'm sure we could track down a film or two you'd like. My professor sighs, then gestures toward a yellow phone book by her upstairs telephone. Oh, the print is always so terribly small. Could you look up classical millennium plays? I buy all my music there. I find the listed number and read it out loud. She dials slowly with unsteady fingers. Ah, uh, hello. I am calling to see if you have any operas. Of course. But they must be on special discs. They are called DVDs, I believe. Yes, you say. Oh, how wonderful. We shall come directly over. She hangs up. We drive north to Classical Millennium on Burnside Street. It's crammed with CDs and LPs and bins, while Beethoven plays reassuringly over the sound system. A bearded clerk with several eyebrow rings points my professor toward one shelf featuring opera DVDs. Babette scans along them excitedly. Oh, they have Carmen! What a delight! And then Giselle, oh, just wonderful. Of course, La Boheme. I must bring that home as well. And also Adriana Le Couvreur. Oh, that should be enough for now. I know you will love Giselle, a story where tortured spirits dance mortals to death. Oh, but Carmen is so tragic too. We must watch that first. I hold these selections while she rummages for money in her purse, then pick up change from the floor as her quivering hands scatter quarters and dimes. 
On the drive home, she gushes endlessly about Carmen, the beautiful gypsy whose seductive wiles inspire heartbreak and murder. Back upstairs, I feed this DVD into the player. We sit down together, but the drama has scarcely begun before Babette rises. I am sorry. All this excitement has completely tired me. I must lie down. She never mentions the machine again. It crouches resentfully beside her television, gathering thicker and thicker coats of dust. Babette's taste for new things is only blunted momentarily. One afternoon, I come home after a stop by 2nd Avenue Records downtown. My professor looks up from a plate of goat cheese and blood sausage. She smiles, something dark caught in her teeth. Good afternoon, Ross. And what is that you have? Oh, a few records. Some albums and singles I just picked up. May I see? I shrug and slide my vinyl stack beside her lunch. She examines the first. Cocteau twins? Well, if that is any reference to the brilliant writer Jean Cocteau, it must be good. And this one here, oh, what imagery? Front line assembly? It looks like a man turning into an insect, oh macabre. And on the back is a list of songs, let me see. Oh, one is called Don't Trust Anyone. Well, that's good advice. Will you play this record for me? Sure, but I don't think you'll like it. She sniffs. <laughs> Just because you think you know what I like is no reason to withhold new experiences. Let me hear it at once. My professor abandons her food and marches upstairs. I follow, double LP in hand. She sits, arms crossed determinedly. I open the plastic lid and drop her turntable's needle on track one of the A platter. It begins slowly, with synthetic chatter that burbles gently but soon speeds up. Harsh breakbeats rush past us and bass vibrations shake the floor. Processed vocals growl behind barely recognizable guitar chords. My right boot taps along to the rhythm. Babette purses her lips together with concentration, eyes inscrutable. At last the song ends. With a curt nod, she stands up. Thank you, Ross. I must now finish my meal.